This episode is sponsored by Free Market Kids. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Orange Hatter. Today, you're listening to part three of my conversation with Nancy from Tanzania. That is very interesting. How God、um, sort of laid down the stepping stones for you to walk. Can you go back and I just want to circle back and talk about the rent increase because that is a tremendous. Increase fifty percent. I think for most people, the rent consists of the largest portion of their expenses. I think,、right. and for that amount、yeah. to go up by fifty percent, what was your landlord's justification? Is that something that's commonplace in the market? You know what? I think that. Let me speak kindly.、Um, <laughs> clearly, I'm not over it.、Um, so the street that we live on. The reason we stay here, right? It's we live right across the road from my parents, so we moved here because it's close to my parents and it's it's in a good neighborhood, and so I think the landlord realized, oh, these people live close to their parents. Like this is a good neighborhood. I think that I can get more out of them. I don't think that they'll say no, and so I think part of me thinks he was just like trying it out, but I also. Know that that renters aren't really protected. I don't know what the law says, but I know that our contract was a one-year contract, and he was, you know, within his rights to do that. And landlords here actually have a habit of charging six months' rent upfront or twelve months' rent upfront. And if you can't pay it, then they're like, well, you know, someone else will pay it. So yeah, oh my goodness. When when it went up, so it was initially one million shillings, and then it went up to one point five. And it, I, yeah, I was just like, it it would it would have been nice if he did it slowly. Like, okay, you know what? It's gonna go up by this, and then、um, we're required to pay three months rent at a time. So it just it it yeah it it felt like a huge a huge just boulder. Like where? How do we get around this? Where do we go now, God? Like, what do we do? So Don and I actually started referring to him as Pharaoh, and we're like, okay, this is what Pharaoh had to do to get us to to get us to get out and like go to the promised land. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness.、Um, okay, so I want to circle back again to talk about Bitcoin now. There's so、yeah. many. It sounds like there's so many forces sort of pointing you to the hope of Bitcoin. For the women、yeah. who are out there who are just sort of sitting on this on the fence about it, like why、mm-hmm. why would Bitcoin be important to me personally?、Um, I just want to thank you for sharing your story because we all have our own life pressures, right? They they may be different, but in many ways they are similar. You know, rising living costs, and I know where we are、uh, in the U.S. Food cost has risen so much that、mm. our neighbor down the street,、um, they're retired, they're on fixed income, and they're worried that they won't be able to buy groceries. It's you know with the with the cost of everything going up. And like you said, asset prices going up much much faster than your salary is able to. Sort of like you saying when your parents were starting out, one month salary got them land. Now,、yeah. now, like how many months of salary would you say it would take to buy that same piece of land? So let me tell you, my dad bought land, good land, when he just got out of university. He just finished his PhD and he bought it for seven hundred shillings. That same 
uh, plot of land would probably go for like upwards from 200 million shillings now. Wow. It is insane how much more expensive land has gotten. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just, we couldn't even imagine coming up with 200 million shillings from our salary. It, it, we would have to get a loan either from our parents or from a bank or it's just, it's not feasible. And it's really scary because, I mean, there's not, it, it's, it's been 20, 20 odd years and that's what the change is. Mm-hmm. What so about salary? Has sell, how much has salary gone up? It hasn't really. So I think that his, if I'm not mistaken, I think his salary was about 7,000 7, shillings um, as a lecturer back back then. I could, I could be wrong. And now I think the salary is maybe like 3, three million, maybe 2.5 million shillings. Mm-hmm. So not even same. comparable, not even comparable in terms not of, yeah. And everything else has gone up, like fruits, vegetables, people aren't growing things in their backyard anymore. Like so much has changed so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's it's impossible to keep up. Why yeah. Why are people not growing stuff in their yard anymore? I can tell you why we aren't, because... There's this idea that for for the house to look beautiful, I think you've got to have like pavement outside and you know a, a parking lot and you know it's the Swahili word is ushamba. Um, I don't know how to how to translate that to English. It's, it's English like curb appeal or something. Yeah, no, it's like it's like village idiot for lack of better phrase. It's like, oh, what? You're you're keeping chickens and goats and you've got vegetables growing? Come on, that's not what we do. Like, when you make it, you're supposed to pave over your backyard and have your cars parked there. And so, you know, there's this pull from society to go in that direction, which is obviously detrimental if you just pause and look at it for a little while. But I don't think people are pausing. Um yeah, so it's, it's... So can we make the assumption that um, there are also more dual-income families? Would that yeah. oh, play a role? Absolutely. I do not think that you could have... I do not think that you could have a single-income family here and afford a good education for your kids. Public schools aren't great here. So people scrape together everything they have to send their kids to, to private schools. And for your kid to go to an international school, you would need to have two parents working for sure. And even then, you would still have to scrape everything together. Yeah. It's not affordable. Yeah. So that's really just the change in the the money value is really changing society and family structure almost. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's... It's it's sad to watch. I think what I was thinking about when you mentioned, um, you know, if there are ladies out there who are kind of on the on the on the fence about Bitcoin, and I was thinking, what it really was for me was initially it was the fear of it being a scam, and so I said to myself, okay, Nancy, well, the information's out there. It's just it's up to you if you actually want to look into it or you just you know, or you don't. Mm -hmm. 
if you're okay with just going on like this and, you know? Um, and so I said, all right, no, I'm going to look into it. And the information's there. You can look into it and see that it makes sense if you really want to find out about Bitcoin. And I've found that the Bitcoin community is so generous with knowledge. Like you just ask a little question and there's people who who will like rush to assist you and say, oh no, this is how it works. And it's not, there's no like gatekeeping of the knowledge, which I feel you would find in like, I don't know, trying to learn about stock exchange or the stock market or something. People with Bitcoin are just like, no, we're regular people and we're all, you know, just trying to make a better life for ourselves. So let me help you, you know, let's just help each other figure this out. Um, so it's it's a it's a it's a really it's a really great community of people who have been educating me. Yeah, I have found the same for sure. Um, yeah. So before we wrap up, I just want to ask, how can Bitcoiners out there support what you and Don are doing in Tanzania? That is a great question, Tally, and I would be lying if I said I had the answer right now. Um, if there are any Bitcoiners out there who um, could be praying for us, that would be fantastic. If there are any Bitcoiners out there who have information on financial education programs or curriculums or websites or workbooks that we could use, Don for the for the adult level and me for the ch uh, the level of children, that would be fantastic knowledge. I would be hesitant to say anything about funding right now because we really just want to, to start organically and then grow from there. But if the need arises, then I would share it. But just, yes, sending us information and just be, be with us in prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And do you have any sort of final recommendations to women who are curious but not quite ready to jump in? you know, with both feet first? Stick a toe in the water. Like just, just get, get your Bitcoin wallet and just put a little bit in at a time. Yeah. Like you're, you're not going to miss, put, put something that you won't miss if it's, I don't know, like 10 cents a day or a dollar. I don't, the conversion isn't, isn't great. But for me, I say like at least a week, I'd like to put in 10,000 shillings, which is about $5. Mm -hmm. um, put it there. Otherwise, it's going to something else. It's going to bank fees. You're just spending it as change um, mm -hmm. and see how that goes. You don't have to start off with a huge sum. Mm -hmm. Just like just try it out like that. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. I think I've come across some people who believe that you need a ton of money, like you're investing in stocks to right. participate in the whole Bitcoin system. And the truth is so far from that sort of um, yeah. misunderstanding, you can start with a dollar, you can start it with $5, just like you said. Uh, last thing I want to ask you is um, how important do you think it would be for our next generation to be brought into this space and especially through the mother's role, because we have probably more face time with the kids than the dad, right? Usually the dad is working and then the mom has more face time with your kids. How important is it for our kids to, to grow up understanding that Bitcoin exists and it's something completely different from fiat money? Oh man, like I've got goosebumps when you ask that question because it is so important 
Because if we're not teaching them, then the world is teaching them. My fear of, of budgeting and, and money and finances and Bitcoin all came from my parents not talking to me about money, me not, you know, learning about it in any way. It's just assumed that at some point in life, you're going to figure out money. But as, as moms, it is so important that we're talking to our kids about these things. I really liked what you and Scott said, that you had these discussions with your kids about finances. and Or even when you were having your own discussions, you allowed them to be present. Yeah, I think if we don't teach our kids about it, and if we don't tell them about Bitcoin, then the world will tell them what it wants them to think about Bitcoin. So it, it is up to us to be telling them about it. So they're not apprehensive. So it doesn't feel like this, this big, scary unknown. Get them playing the game. I'm really excited to try playing the game with my kids, the kids that I homeschool. Just make it seem, normalize it, make it seem accessible. I think it's, it's really important that we do that. Yeah, for sure. And Scott and I are trying to figure out how to make it digital so that everybody in the world who has access to the internet can just hop on and just start learning so that there's no sort of that physical barrier. And also it would be much easier for us to translate it into many different languages, including Swahili, so that literally it will be what we want to make it so, so easy for adults, children alike, just to hop on, explore a little bit and just like you said, dip your toe in, yeah. look around, you know, and just see what you see. And if you are led to the next stepping stone, then you just take yeah. that little step. And it's like sort of like a baby step kind of pivoting motion toward what we call the Bitcoin rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the rabbit hole. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. If you made the game digital, that would be so cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. Sky and I are working very hard to uh, make that a reality, and uh, we'll definitely keep you posted for sure. Yeah, please do. But see, that's another example of people in the Bitcoin community just helping each other out. You've got this information, and you're like, how do we, how do we let other people know? Like, how do we make it accessible? And so you're making a game. You're trying to get it online just so other people can learn. It's not a hoarding of Bitcoin. It feels so different from, from fiat. Yes. Um, yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really like that about the Bitcoin community. If, if there's any ladies out there, you dip your toe in and you feel like it's not for you, at least you'll have gained a really lovely community. I hope listening to this conversation has piqued your interest and inspired you. If you would like to learn more about Bitcoin or to read the show notes, please visit orangehatter.com for more information. Or you can email me directly at tali, T-A-L-I, at orangehatter.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Orange Hatter podcast so you'll be notified when new episodes drop. See you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.